There is more going on than you know. There are unseen universal forces at work. The law of attraction is just one universal law that plays a part in shaping your reality. But there's so much more to know. If you knew how to engage all the universal forces, you could deliberately create the life of your dreams. Joshua, a group of non-physical teachers, explains the laws of the universe and how the mechanisms of physical reality actually work. They are channeled by Gary Temple Bodley, and each week, Gary and a group of students discuss how they are affecting and enhancing their lives every single day. This is the expansion of the Law of Attraction. This is the teachings of Joshua Roundtable. We're thrilled you're here. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Law of Attraction Roundtable. I'm your host, Gary Temple Bodley. One of the interesting aspects of the teachings of Joshua are is the idea of how to successfully navigate a relationship. Generally in a relationship, there's a lot of fear involved because you want things to go a certain way and you want to receive love from the other person and you want to continue what you have now on into the future. And so with that, those attachments to certain things, fear comes in and in that fear, you find yourself in manifestation events like when you get an argument or something like that. And how is it best to handle those situations and move forward in this, you know, harmonious way that will really support and grow that relationship? Today, we're going to talk about a question about relationships, and we're going to have a whole bunch of fun talking about all kinds of other things. And we have people with us here today, and we have someone new. It's Rita Wood. Hi, Rita. How are you? Hi, guys. How did Great you to just? Be here. How did you just find yourself? You just showed up. The most popular and, you know, wide-reaching podcast about law of attraction in the whole world. Yeah, well, I, I think it has to do with manifestation, you yeah. know. You attract uh, it. You plant the seed, you attract it. You know, I'm, I'm, I know Mr. Mark Shahada here, and uh, he's a law of attraction uh, speaker, vibrator. Gene, Gene. <laughs> he likes to just <laughs> ooze out LOA stuff, LOA stuff. Um, that's why I'm here. And you're in his house today. So great. We're glad to have you with us. And of course, there's always Mark Shahada. Hi, Mark. Hey. Hello, everyone. Really? That's how you can do that? <laughs> okay, let me try it again. Okay. Do it again. Do it again. Say. All right, cut. Take two. Try it again. Hi, Mark Shahada. How are you today? Oh, I'm very good. Hi. Uh, welcome, everyone. It's good to be here. Hi, Rita. <laughs> that Hi, one Harry. wasn't as good because you stuttered in that one. And we also have the charming, delightful <laughs> Tracy DeLuise. Hi, Tracy. Hi, Gary. Tracy. Hi. All right. Tracy. So we're all in a relationship, and this relation, these relationships now, we're coming from a higher perspective. We're learning, you know, more about the law of attraction. We're we're learning more about fear and how fear plays into relationships. And it's different when you know this stuff because we're not adding fear to the relationship anymore. You know. We're just allowing people to have their manifestation events, allowing them to process their limiting beliefs, allowing them to be who they are. We're not feeling fear. If they do something we don't like, we look at our own limiting belief and we process that, and we don't ask them to be different than they are. Imagine that kind of relationship where you don't ask someone to be different than they are. Oh, yeah. I can imagine. I'm living it. Yeah. 
It's fantastic. Rita and I, we talk about this a lot. Like we, we spent the day in San Francisco yesterday with her boyfriend, Brad, and uh, we were having relationship discussions, right? We're always good totally. discussions. Yeah. 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 So <clears throat> one big thing that we all do is we all think that we're going to find someone who loves us. And that idea seems to be, you know, like the everyone wants to find the prince, the prince charming that will love us and, and make us feel worthy and whole. But that's such a fallacy because no one outside of you can make you feel anything that you don't already feel. And so if you don't feel worthy and whole now, you're going to attract someone who actually makes you feel unworthy and full of flaws. So raise your vibration, understand who you are first, uh, realize that you're perfect as you are, and then attract from that state. I like that. That's good. Yes. Amazing. That's exactly, exactly on point. And if we can really focus and sit in that, just that little part there, that would be amazing. I see. I, I feel like sometimes we gloss over that part, but really, let's sit that. Let's sit in that right there for like an hour and really get it and feel it and notice it. Right. Yeah. So you attract from your from your vibrational state of being. Uh, you know, we're, we've been programmed to think that when other people love us, that means we're good. But we didn't come here to receive love from others. That idea isn't really accurate. We came to express our love, and love equals acceptance. So we came to express our acceptance primarily for ourselves, for all other people, and for the conditions. And if we you know, realize that we're source and that we don't need love from outside of ourselves, that we can feel that love from source, from ourselves, from our inner self, from our guides and supporters, and when other people perceive us, they do so from their limited perspective that's created out of whatever their fears and limiting beliefs are. And since we have no control over that, and they don't ever really know us anyway, because, because you know, they see us from their perspective. And here's the proof of that. If you have kids, if you have parents, if you have friends, if you have a lover, all those people see you as a completely different person, right? Your kids see you different than your parents see you, obviously. Your, your best girlfriend sees you differently than your boss sees you. It's a totally different person that they're looking at. So no one can really see us the way we really are. And so for them to, for us to expect them to love us, well, they don't really know us. And their perspective is based on their whole life history. You know, they can maybe accept us and that's great, but they don't have to. For us to accept them, they can or not. It doesn't matter. And, you know, to take that, yeah, to take that further. So let's say I'm alone and I want to find somebody. So I think maybe um, typically I might think, well, to find somebody, I want to you know go to the bars or join, you know, um, it's the software where you can the, the dating softwares and it's called Grinder, Grinder, <laughs> <laughs> or whatever. And and you know, really, that's going about it the the other way, you know, the, or or that's. Actually, that shouldn't be the first thing you do. The first, I think the first thing you can do is work on that self-love you're talking about and work right. on feeling good. Yeah. And, and that's the work. So what you're saying, Gary, the, is I can see it, it's the work to do what you're saying. That's the work. Not to find that someone who you feel is going to complete you, but to do the work of self-love, self-acceptance, accepting others, feeling good. And then the other stuff just happens, right? 
Yeah, the best dating app is alignment and inspiration, right? Right. right. So, hey, there you go. You can start a new software, the dating yeah. app, the alignment app, or the uh, alignment dating alignment. That's a that's a the next business. Yeah, except that it's built in to all of us, so we don't have to download it because it's ready there. So all you have to do. Oh, yes, yeah. Go to boot camp. So yeah. you can tap it. Exactly. <laughs> all you have to do is realize that you're always attracting from your vibrational state. And so you're always attracting someone who is matching however you're being right now. So if you're being, you know, fearful and unworthy, you're going to attract people that will make you feel more fear and more unworthiness. If you feel completely whole in yourself, not needing anyone to complete you, but complete yourself, then you'll attract a complimentary person who matches that feeling. And oh, isn't that the best thing you could do? Absolutely. Yeah. And let's and let's talk about a different level of that too. Like, let's say I want that relationship. I want. I have an idea of the relationship that I want, and the universe knows that idea. I might attract a person to help me become the person I need to be to attract that relationship. Right. right? Yeah. So I might, I might attract a manifestation event of a relationship that's not my typical, you know, it could be we're fighting a lot and I get triggered a lot, but, but going through that experience will allow me to see a side of me and allow me to be able to process things that I need to process in order to get to that, that ideal relationship that I want or I think I want. Absolutely. Because in that, if you pay attention to your emotions and find your limiting beliefs and rather than trying to control the other person to make them fit into what you think you want. Right. That's what most people do is they go, Oh, finally, here's some person and they are so close to what I want, but they're not there yet. So I'm going to control them into making them what I want instead of allowing them to be who they are. And then, and then realizing that you don't can't really control other people. You can only control your, your belief system. So if you can see what's going on and where your limiting beliefs are, you can modify those limiting beliefs rather than changing that person. And then they will either change to match you, how you are now, or someone else will come along. Exactly. Or both. <laughs> or both. <laughs> Good. All right. Um, I, does anyone have a quote about relationships? You know what? I have one. I actually have a quote. Is it a good one? Um, this is probably the best quote I've read this morning. <laughs> I think mine Of all the Joshua quotes? <laughs> of all the Joshua quotes I've read this morning, this is probably the best one. Rita, you think yours is better? Yeah. You know, and it's a really, you know, four letters, four words. It's, uh, you know, the absence of judgment is love. Like, how oh, cool is that? That's great. The absence of judgment is love. Where'd you read that? Uh, there's this, uh, there's this, uh, Malaysian individual. He, his name is Joey Yap and he's, uh-huh. that's what he says a lot. So what we would say about that is it's really the absence of fear is love. Judgment totally. is just something based in fear, like anger, totally. right? So the absence of fear is love. And we can't use non Joshua quotes. So we'll have to edit that part out. Yeah, <laughs> right. Because we'd have to pay this other person 
the, yeah. for the rights to use that. And that can and we happen. only want Joshua quotes in this whole thing. So we'll edit that part out and it'll be fine. So and the audience we, won't be hearing this. We also can't sing happy birthday because we can't afford that the royalties on that. Right. <laughs> so the quote is from Joshua is uh, <laughs> absence of fear is love. There you oh, go. Hey. That's going to be in oh, Fabulous. You're catching on quick, Rita. Yeah. Okay. Now, uh, let's see if Mark can top that quote. Okay, so this is a quote, and it is, is it's an answer to somebody who's asking about relationships. So it's it's a specific answer, but but it's good. It's, okay, here we go. Okay, Unless you go. find a way to feel your own worthiness, you will continue to attract men who make you feel your unworthy. voice just went really yeah. Low. Speak up. Yeah, can you hear me? Can you hear me now? Yeah. All right. Unless you find a way to feel your own worthiness, you will continue to attract men who make you feel unworthy. They will attract you as well. You must find a way to feel worthy before you find another mate. Only look inside to feel worthiness and never in the eyes of others, for they cannot make you feel what you do not already feel. They are simply mirrors, and a mirror cannot reflect back an image that does not already exist. Right? That's what you were saying, Gary. Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. Brilliant. Is that um, my answer? Is that my question? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> but that's, you know, we, if we look at reality as a mirror to how we feel, the mirror can't show you an image that isn't exactly what you are, right? You can't yeah. frown in a mirror and have the image of you smiling come back to you. Just yeah. like that. Yep. All right. Very good. Okay, so let's go on to this question. I will read the question, and Tracy, you want to read the answer, Joshua's answer? Absolutely. Okay, it's a long one, I think. It is a long one. Yeah, so, okay. Dear Joshua, my boyfriend and I have been in, had, sorry, cut, start over. Dear Joshua, my boyfriend and I have had very different experiences as far as relationships. I've been in several more than he has, so sometimes when he says certain things, it brings up past traumas and limiting beliefs for me. I know he never means anything in a negative way, and I realize it's my own issues and baggage that triggers those emotions. How can I move past those emotions to see them for what they are in the moments when I start to feel triggered and in a lower state emotionally? All right, so that's, that is what we're talking about here. Your, your limiting beliefs are triggered by certain events that happen in a relationship, and the other person may have not meant anything to, at all, right? They have just done something and somehow you perceive it in a way that triggers a, a limiting belief and you feel fear. And so your inner self is sending you a negative emotion to let you know that you're not looking at the situation from the higher perspective, that you're looking at it from a limited perspective based in fear. In those manifestation events, we are supposed to identify that limiting belief rather than try and change the person. And, and, you know, when you feel negative emotion, you drop down into a lower emotional state of being, and then you receive urges to change the conditions. I mean, that's a natural part of human life. When we're walking in the woods and we see a bear, we drop into a lower emotional state of, be of being of fear, and we receive urges to run away or change the conditions in some way. Same thing is happening, but in this case, the fear is irrational because you're not going to die. 
So when this is happening to you, you can stop and understand that it's not the other person, it's a limiting belief. And the universe has set up the situation because it knows that you want to move harmoniously towards who you truly are in a loving relationship. And in order for you to do that, you have to identify and process this specific limiting belief. That's what that manifestation event's for. Well said. Excellent. Okay. Tracy, you want to read for the for Joshua's answer? Yes. Dear Sarah, most humans will use a relationship to prove their own worthiness. They perceive that another's love means that they are accepted, validated, and worthy of love. This feels good because it seems as if it patches the holes in one's own self. So they crave more love and validation from that person. If, however, the other person acts in a way that seems to contradict the acceptance they were offering previously, then fear and doubt enter the picture. You see the relationship in danger. This means that the love and acceptance you were counting on might not be there in the future. This is an illusion caused by your own lack of worthiness to whatever degree that is. Since you are relying on your boyfriend to make you feel worthy when he does not, you feel fear. It is an illusion that you will not receive these feelings of worthiness in the future. You are looking outside yourself for validation and love. This simply cannot work. And no matter how much someone loves you, if you're still seeking that validation from someone else, you will, you will pick apart those random, you know, seldom moments where it just seems that they're not giving you that love, right? So that's such an interesting thing about how we as humans are. We all live these magnificent lives and we're focusing on the 1% we think isn't working mm-hmm. instead of the 99% that is working. And the same thing's true in relationships. Someone can be giving you love all the time and then in a moment where they're distracted by something else, you say, what happened? You don't love me anymore? That sort of thing. Yeah. 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 Okay, let's go to the next one. Others will love you in the amount you expect them to love you. Ultimately, that depends on how much you love and accept yourself. Certainly, this is a multifaceted and complex idea. However, when you need love from others, you are looking outside yourself for some validation of worthiness. As long as others validate you through the perceived expression of their love, you feel validated, whole, and worthy. The person who you perceive loves you depends on how you see yourself in their eyes. Right. So isn't that interesting? This is a unique perception of reality. And we see each other, or we see ourselves really, in the eyes of each other. And we're making it all up, you know, because because it's all dependent on our perception. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think about that, Rita? Rita, what happened to Rita's microphone? Can you unmute? I, 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 I muted myself just just in case you. I'm, I'm right. I'm by San Francisco Airport, so you might hear a little airplane here. Oh, and there. okay. It's amazing perception. I mean, that perception is a, a, one of the keys of what either gives us happiness or gives us unpleasant feelings. You know, so. Uh, <clears throat> 
that's a great perception. You can you can perceive everything we do is a perceive. You know, we're perceiving everything, good or bad. Oh, that's Joshua's first book. It's a awesome a perception book, of guys. And <laughs> yeah. that's like one of the best law of attraction books I've ever read. You know, so it's like really everything is dependent on our perception of it. And we create a reality through our perception of what's happening. And that perception is 100% in our control if we do the work. Yeah, and that's the key. If you do the work and then you have a, you have to have like a foundation. So what are your principles? So you have to go in, in ready. Yeah. Ready for that manifestation events that they're going to happen, right? We know they're going to happen. So what's your one, two, three? What, how, how do you be aware? How do you get out of it? What's the action plan here? Yeah, exactly. And that's really is to say, I'm not going to fear these manifestation events. I'm going to understand that there's information there that's necessary for me to move forward. And we're always trying to avoid conflict and avoid negative emotion. But really, it's just showing us that limiting belief that we can process right now. So we don't need to be afraid of manifestation events, especially when we know they're going to happen, you know? Yeah, and, and I was talking about that earlier with, I can't remember who, but the, the idea is your natural instinct is to run away if you're uncomfortable or a manifestation event or, or something that is, yeah, that doesn't feel good or is not comfortable. You have a coping mechanism to get away from it. To or fight it. against it. Fight against mm -hmm. it or even freeze, right? Yeah, fight, flight, or freeze, but or but, numb and dumb. Some of us say numb and dumb. I don't know what happened. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, right. <laughs> Is that freeze too? Numb and dumb, freeze. Yeah, it could be freeze. <laughs> yeah. So, but um, but then what you're saying though is we can look at them as gifts. Yeah. Manifestation totally. events are gifts to get us to where we want to go. Uh, abil ability or an uh, um, opportunity to process something that yeah. that is that you need to be that you need to work on that you, that you need to not need to but it's an opportunity to process something that uh comes your way yeah in, in the joshua live yesterday someone asked a question about okay so what if you see like this little kid riding his bike on the sidewalk and he bumps into an old lady you know who's just trying to walk on the sidewalk <laughs> aren't you supposed to like tell the little kid he's wrong and you know go help the old lady and joshua's like when you see something and you perceive it as wrong, then you're seeing it from a limited state of being. And who you truly are is a limitless and magnificent being of pure positive love and acceptance. And so you're looking at that event from two possible viewpoints, limited or uh, a higher perspective. And in the limited perspective, you see that event is wrong. But from the higher perspective, you say, okay, well, this event happened for this little kid riding the bike to get something out of it and it happened for the lady and it was all perfect and orchestrated by the, by the universe. And there is nothing inherently wrong in that. That event is neutral and it's for those people involved. There could be other bystanders or whatever's going on, the parents. But from your perspective, having nothing to do with it, if you feel negative emotion, then that's a, that shows you your specific limiting belief while viewing that. But if you were the highest version of yourself, you'd look at it from a higher perspective and say, nothing's going on wrong here. And then you could not feel negative emotion. So 
that points out that you're either looking at any subject from a limited perspective based in fear or from a higher perspective based in love. And when you when you feel the fear, it can only be there from a limiting belief. And so we get to, you know, we can't remove the limiting belief, but we can dial it down so it doesn't come up so much, you know. And we can get back to that higher perspective and say, well, what would the higher perspective be here? Yeah. Uh, so, you know, the individual that wrote you the the question, um, she, you know, when she says, uh, sometimes when he says certain things, it brings up past traumas and limiting beliefs. So what do you do? You stop, you look at the traumas. Well, you look at why, yeah, why you're feeling negative emotion in that time. And isn't it interesting how people can say things to us and you know, they're not meaning anything by it, but we interpret it some way. And so why are we interpreting this as a negative comment, you know? And if we were looking at it from a higher perspective, if we were feeling totally worthy, we would never even notice that as a negative comment. It's only because we're feeling unworthy or whatever that limiting belief causes us to feel. And the, the exact emotion will, will point out that limiting belief. So if it's jealousy, it's the limiting belief that you're not good enough, you know. If it's if it's uh, unworthiness, you know, it's all these different things. But um, it's not the person who says it; it's how you're reacting to it. But yeah, you don't need to look back at past traumas because that's your memory of the past is so fuzzy that you don't exactly know what that's from. And sure, you would. You had some limiting belief that was triggered back then, but that was a different version of you. Now, the version of you that's here now is more evolved and expanded than that version of you. And so it means something to you today in this moment. So what does it mean? You know, right. And, that's, and most people just say, don't talk to me like that again. Right. They'll try and protect themselves. Well, it's not that person. It's your limiting belief. You would not say that if you didn't have that limiting belief. So she should, so she should, uh, when she noticed that, instead of just saying it brings up certain traumas or limiting beliefs, she says, I know it never means anything. He doesn't, he never means anything in a negative way. I realize it's my own issue and baggage. So really she needs to stop and notice what that is bringing out. Right. And look at this already, she's way ahead of the rest of us. You know, generally speaking, we don't stop and look at and realize that it's our limiting beliefs. You know, she'll call it baggage and past traumas, and we'll just call it a limiting belief. That's not true, right? We can always prove our limiting beliefs are false. Uh, let's go on and see what Joshua says about that now. <clears throat> For instance, you might perceive that your parents love you. You give this some credence, but you believe that they are supposed to love you and would love you no matter what you did. Therefore, in a loving family dynamic such as this, you tend not to give too much credit to the love that comes from your parents. And so you seek validation from others who you perceive have a more objective view of you. However, if you came from a family where you perceived that your parents did not love you, then you would crave validation from those who represented parental relationships. Interesting. In your case, you look for validation in all of those people outside of your family. Yeah. So 
that's an interesting thing. You always see these people who have loving relationships and they're like, yeah, of course my parents love me. They're supposed to love me. Right. right, right. And then they go out and in their, in their romantic relationships, they're seeking this validation because it's not enough that the parents love you. It's, it's now that you need someone else. But if you had a, a family dynamic where the parents, well, if you ever see anyone who's, um, who, who like parents were divorced or even worse, if a parent died early in, in age, then that's a different kind of dynamic. And so those people often tend to seek relationships with people that represent the parent that died, father figures and that sort of thing. Yeah. All right. And in, and in either way, in this situation, you're still looking outside of yourself for love. Right. right? Yeah. That's the basic programming. And that's sort of like we all came into this programming of looking for love outside of ourselves. That's how we were taught. We were taught to be good. If you're good, then you receive love from others. And if you're bad, you receive rejection from others. And so we're taught to try and get others to love us by acting in a way that will allow them to love us. And so it's always looking for that validation outside. All right. All right. Let's go to the next one. If you felt worthy of love from your boyfriend, you could not perceive that he didn't love you. You would perceive that everything he did was either an expression of love or he was having a bad day. You would not look for signs of love. You would not need him to love you. If he left, you would not consider that to be wrong. You would know that someone else would come along. It's the need for love from other people that causes you to perceive certain words or actions to mean they do not love you. If you try to coerce them into loving you, it will never work. You must detach your value from the relationship and go inside. You must come to love and accept yourself as you are. If you can do that, you will take the fear out of all your relationships and you will simply express your love. This will feel far more satisfying to you. Yeah. It feels satisfying just hearing it. Right. That is beautiful. <laughs> that is like, you know, cling to nothing. I mean, that is where, you know, like that should be tattooed on your body. Yeah. Have no <laughs> yeah. attachments to anything. Yeah. yeah. Because you are, you're a whole and your source of, of all your feelings comes from within. They don't come from outside. Those feelings that come from outside match how you feel now, you know? Yeah, I feel great just hearing that. I mean, I really do. It, it's such, it's so empowering. I mean, if we can find sources and, and uh, statements that empower you in your life to be whole and complete and cling to nothing and have no expectations, I mean, you can conquer the world. Absolutely. You can. Yep. Yeah. And it's absolute freedom. Absolute freedom to have yep. that perspective. This goes into a big uh, thing about sort of like a rampage of worthiness in relationships. Let's do one <laughs> more paragraph here. Okay. You are a being of love. You came here to express your love to yourself, all others, and the conditions that exist in the moment. You do not need or want love. Others cannot love you in the way you think they can. They cannot see you for who you truly are. They see whatever they project from the unique perception of their own reality. You do not know the limiting beliefs they hold on to. They do not know your beliefs. 
What you think they see when they look at you is completely unknown to you and different than how you perceive yourself. If you love you, it is only based, what? If they love you, if they love you, it is only based on their perception of reality, which is comprised of their set of beliefs. You have no control over their beliefs or perception of reality. You can only control your beliefs and your perspective. Okay, so we take the power and energy out of other people's opinion of you, whether they love or, or dislike you, it doesn't matter. They're only seeing you based on their set of beliefs. And you represent something to them. But they can't know who you truly are because mm-hmm. they'll always be seeing you from the, from the you know, obscure lens of their perception of reality. But there's a more empowering way to look at relationships. There is. <laughs> Think thoughts like this. I am worthy of love because I am a being of love. I do not need love. I only need to express my love to others and especially myself. This is my reality and I am the center of my universe. Other people revolve around me and how I perceive their understanding of me is through the lens of my perception of reality. What they think of me is dictated by how I think of myself. I am always projecting my relationship to myself in their eyes. I cannot know what they are thinking. I do not need them to be different than they are. I want them to be who they are. If they can love me, that is up to them. I do not require love from anyone else other than myself. I can love and accept myself. Certainly, I have limiting beliefs about myself, and they are triggered from time to time, but that is my doing, and it is not caused by other people. I can process my limiting beliefs and see myself from a higher perspective. No one can validate me other than me. I have nothing to prove and nothing to do other than maintain my own alignment. When I am in alignment, I am expressing my love as I intended. When I am out of alignment, I am existing in a state of fear. In fear, I perceive the illusion that I am not loved, and so I try to change the conditions. I can stop acting on urges, and instead, I can meditate, process my limiting beliefs, and regain my alignment on my own. I do not rely on others to be different than they are for me to feel good. I create my own reality and I choose how I feel in every moment. If I feel good, I am in alignment. If I feel bad, something has triggered a limiting belief. While it may appear that other people say and do things that cause me to feel bad, I know that the negative emotion is my inner self letting me know that I feel fear and this is due to the existence of a limiting belief. I can process that belief rather than wishing the conditions were different. In order for me to be who I truly am, I must process these limiting beliefs. I will not try to change conditions. I will not avoid manifestation events. I will welcome them for they contain information. I am the creator of my reality. My creation is the vibration I am offering. Therefore, I will understand my worthiness, 
appreciate all others for reflecting that back to me and start seeing myself from a higher perspective. I love and accept myself, everyone else, and the conditions as they exist in the moment. If you could do that, talk to yourself that way. Oh my God. <laughs> so empowering. <laughs> Can I touch you that? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. You definitely I mean, those are great, you know, that's a great response. And if, if you know, if this individual could could, you know, voice it, put it on her head, go for a walk and just replay those yeah. or pick one one of those statements a day and just walk in meditation with that, take it to work, put it on the dashboard, put it in the mirror, and then just, I am the creator of my own reality. Uh, that's, you know, you're now talking to the subconscious mind, you're working in a deeper sense, and you're bringing it out, and you're being that, because it's, it's a standard. It's a standard that, you know, we're either gonna have high standards or low standards, right? We're either gonna be in conscious awareness or subconscious awareness. We're either gonna be, running a program that empowers us or we're going to be running a program that disempowers us. So that, right. those are. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's like we come out of this illusion into this clarity and clarity is really the thing that we want. And if we're talking to ourselves this way, we're living in clarity. And then now you are just, a true creator of your reality and you're not reacting based on how your programming dictates. You are yes. focused on a more empowering way to look at yourself and everyone else. Yeah. Right. But like Rita was saying, it's, it's something to be practiced, right? It's something to be practiced to repeat, to be part of your daily process, right? Yeah. Just, yeah to meditate on it, to, to practice saying these things to yourself. Or even writing this down again. Write it down. You know, if you can have this and write it yeah. down every day. Yeah. And read it. Yep. Because the more you do that, I think that it just, like Rita said, it, 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 you know, it gets into you. You know, you may not believe it at first, but writing it down, saying it, meditating with it, you, little by little, you start to feel, oh, yeah, I do. I love myself. Oh, yeah, yeah. Right. And once you get that feeling, you cultivate that feeling, then, bam, the magic happens. Yeah. Right. Start looking for the proofs, you know, start looking. Yes. And, and, and tap into your five senses. You know, we have five ways of we, how we receive information, and we have five ways to put out that information. So if you tag, you know, your visual, if you have to hear it, if you have to smell it, give it a scent. You know, give it a taste, not ice cream, because then you'll be like, you know, <laughs> you know but you know, something healthy. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. All right, let's go to the last one. Okay. If you can learn to talk to yourself in a more empowering way, you will not be so triggered by anything that is said or occurs in your reality. You will live in ease and power. This is how you intended to live. This is who you really are. You can be this way now. With our love, we are Joshua. Yeah. And I know that to be so true because I'm living it now. I really, really do. I mean, it's not to say that I never uh, have a manifestation event or, you know, don't have any more limiting beliefs, but I, I'm so much more clearer now because I've been practicing this stuff, you know, for a few years now and, um, all, you know, always trying to talk to myself in a more empowering way. And I can so easily see the fear in so many people. I mean, just last night, 
I went out, there was a live concert, you know, down in the next town over, Gary decided to stay home. And of course, you know, there's all people there, a bunch of people. And this one guy is like, where's your boyfriend? I can't believe he lets you out. Isn't he worried about you? Isn't he going to be scared that you're going to be like swept away by some other guy? Like some, I was like, no, that's just ridiculous. I'm like, he trusts me. He loves me. And, you know, he understands he can't. And, and he probably encourages you to go find somebody. <laughs> yeah, it's like, <laughs> you know, we were, we were walking the other day and I told the story before, but it's a, sort of a busy road and Trace is walking on the street side of it. And I'm like, you know, I just realized something, but baby, but if a car came and smashed into you right now, I wouldn't oh. feel sad because I knew someone else would come along. <laughs> Nice. The universe is always working out for me. That's, that's beautiful, what I Gary. said, Mark. I went, oh, oh, <laughs> all right. I know that you know. Well, beautiful. If she got swept away with someone else, good. Awesome. <laughs> you know, I'm not, awesome. I'm not dependent on this relationship because that would just be a, a desperate way to be in a relationship, right? Yeah. In desperation. All my love comes from this one person. No. All my love comes from me and whoever else wants to reflect it back to me. It's awesome. But but would you really, come on, Gary. I mean, would you really like, good, that's awesome. I mean, no. come on. There, Mark, that's a joke. See, the joke is in the uh, telling that story. It's not true. Uh, well, I know, you know that part. Okay, so even the swept, if she swept away, okay. If she swept away, good. I want okay. the best part. <laughs> okay, that's part of this. Right? Okay. Yeah. But, but really, look at what you're looking at, you know. That's true. How's that going to happen? You know, that's true. It's not going to, it can't. You'll feel negative emotion, but you'll know, you'll, you'll process that and understand that, you know, it's, it's okay. You know, just like these other people who are dependent on, you know, they're in relationships that are, are not very empowering. You know, the other person or whatever could be just reflecting back, you know, whether it's mental or just something not good feeling, you know, uh, but they can't let them go, you know, like they, they thrive maybe on the drama or whatever it is. But, you know, if, if they, the, you know, the relationship broke up, it would be like, the, you know, it would be a good thing because it's not a very, you know, good relationship. But, you know, still people would f- feel sad. I guess a lot of it is the fear loss. of the unknown, though. Right, right. The fear of loss. Yeah, the fear and of loss. And if you know that you're raising your vibration then what's going to be coming to you in the future is going to match that higher vibration. That's all going to be good. Right. Yeah. Isn't it? Yeah. Right. Can you just say that again? Yeah. yeah if, say that if, again. Because that's amazing. If you're in a place where you're raising your vibration, you have to know that what comes to you in the future is going to match that higher vibration. And that higher vibration is based in love. So it has to be based in love, which will always feel good to you. Mm-hmm. So, but if you're holding back in fear that you're not going to get it, receive anything based in love, well, then, then you're just going to have to spend some time in that detour exploring right. what you don't like instead of moving forward to what you do like. Right. And I think sometimes those experiences, um, most experiences are to just show you, you know, and discern your preferences. Be like, all right, I'm done with this experience, you know, right. I- I'm done. You know, that's I know m- what I don't want. Yes. Yeah. And it helps you realize what you do want. Marriage is based in control. I have a contract with you under God that I'm, I'll be with you forever. Right now, obviously that doesn't work because 50% of marriages end and the, the other 50% stay together. Really? Is that working? 
I have a new proposal. I'm going to announce it here. Right here? You can only be together. I do. Yeah, you can only be together <laughs> with someone for 11 months. 11. And then you have to take a month off. You have to go on uh, a dating app, date around. And if you decide you want to stay with that person, you have to pay 10% of your income to the person who you would have dated for the next year. What? what? Isn't that brilliant? Do you get um, it? So, so it's the incentive is to go into new relationships, not to stay in the same one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so if you, if you stay in the same one, it's going to cost you. So then you really want to be with that person. Instead of yeah, just when you afraid. put money to it, people open up at different levels. When you attach value and money monetarily, people were like, okay, they can see that. They can feel that. that can, they can sense that. Now you're paying 10% of, you know, your emotional state. But when you put money in, you're like, wow, yeah. Yeah. If people had to go and renew their marriage license like you do your real estate license every couple of years, you know? Yeah. That's interesting. Test you got to pay pay a fee, or you know, instead of how costly it is to get divorced, it should be free to get divorced and expensive to get married. Yeah, yeah. to stay married too. Yeah. yeah, to stay married. But anyway, one day, one day that'll be be worth Maybe. Yeah. yeah. That's probably a long time coming. I don't know, because the same guy was like, uh, "Are you going to get married? Are you ever going to get married? Why won't you get married? Will he not marry him?" Like. I, couldn't care less. What do I need a piece of paper for? Yeah, <laughs> like, exactly right. Express our love each and every day, and we just enjoy each other's company. We have fun, and oh, I don't need a piece of paper. Yep. Cool. All right, you guys. So, uh, Mark Shahada, how can people find you? Uh, you can go to markshahada.com. You could find me on Facebook. I have a Facebook group called Tap It Out. Um, and then I have a podcast called the Tap It Out Podcast. You can search in any podcast, um, the biggest podcast out there, and you'll find that podcast too. Cool. And Rita Wood, how can people find you? Um, you could go to my website. It's called onetapmindset.com, and you can reach me there. Is it O-N-E or the number one? Uh, O-N-E. Okay, good. And yes. Tracy DeLuise. How can people yes. find you? It's Deloise. It's Deloise. Oh, sorry. We'll work on that later. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you can find me on Facebook, um, Instagram, Tracy Deloise. Um, you can email me. I do not have a website yet, but maybe. Well, you have a Facebook group. What's that group yes. called? Uh, I have a couple of them. I yeah. have one, Manifesting a Mate. That's a Facebook group. Um, the other one is healthy mind, fit body. Is that it? I don't know. I know. I can't even remember right now, <laughs> but if you find me on Facebook, you can search the groups that I have. If you'd like to join a group, just ask and, uh, I can invite you in. We do lots of fun stuff. Um, talk about LOA and Joshua and things like that. How do you spell your last name? D E L U I S E. Go. And if you want to Joshua. The best place to connect with Joshua is the Friends of Joshua Facebook group. Search that, and it's a private group. We'll let you in. Uh, otherwise, go to theteachingsofjoshua.com, and you can always reach me at joshuateachings at gmail.com. We have a free course. It's seven days. 
uh, how to radically raise your vibration in seven days by processing limiting beliefs. If you would like a free copy of that, plus two free meditations, just send me an email to joshuateachings at gmail.com and I'll send it right over to you. Otherwise, thank you guys for being here. This has been an amazing podcast, probably the fifth or sixth best we've ever done out of the couple hundred that we've done. That's so pretty that's, fifth or sixth. That's, that's not yeah. bad. Yeah, right up there. Right up there. Awesome. <laughs> right up there. Thank you guys for listening. You six, <laughs> I think it's 6.3 million people right now. At least. So six or or 6.4, I think. 6.4 6. 6. last look. Yep. Yeah. And if you would like to, please follow this podcast. And we'll see you again next week. Goodbye, everyone. See you. Bye. Ciao. Thank you for joining us on the Teachings of Joshua Roundtable. Remember, you are loved more than you can imagine by more than you could ever count. We'll see you next week.